In today's episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast, we're going to be looking at best practices for TikToks and Instagram Reels. So what are the best practices to make these videos do well? Now, what I'm going to do is unpack the pros, the cons, and also give you a bit of my takeaway on how I would use it, because it's not always as simple as just, this is the way to do it. So um, let's just unpack that. We're going to do that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's, Let's dive, dive straight, straight into, into it. it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever it is you're listening to this, whether you're watching it right now live or whether you are listening to us on the podcast. In this episode, we are going to be looking at, and I said it in the intro, we're going to be looking at the best practices for TikToks and Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels all of those things, because they are important. And we know that that people, advisors are using them and getting great results. If you look on my website, you go to ashballand.com, you'll be able to see at the bottom of there, tons of great results that my advisors that I've worked with have got using Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, TikToks, YouTube Shorts. But what are the best practices for them? There is actually, I talked about this in my live Q&A that we do every Friday, and I talked about this in depth. And there is actually some best practices that you can follow as a mortgage advisor in order to create good, really good reels. Now, the thing with these best practices that I will talk about, <clears throat> I don't follow them a lot of the time. A lot of my advisors I work with don't follow them. And I'll talk about why that is the case. Um, but so because they can be a lot of work, but I'm going to share with you what the best practices are and why they're the best practices. And then also explain why it might not be the right idea for you. So you, the whole idea of this episode is you can make an informed decision because I think that's the hardest bit. So let's talk about the first thing. So when it comes to these ideas of TikToks and Reels, the best practice is for you straight away to record the content directly into the app. So if I was to open up TikTok right now, just turn down the volume, <clears throat> and I open TikTok here on my screen, there's Craig Fish, my client from Lodestone. So <laughs> shout out Craig. So Craig comes up first. If I wanted to um, open it, I just press the plus button at the bottom and it's going to open up the recording soft, like the recording element to TikTok. Now, the reason why this is best, best practice is the best practice would be to record directly into the app using it. Same thing with Facebook, with Instagram recording directly into the app is best practice. So using it to record it, not recording it third party and then bringing it in. So not recording it, let's, for example, say on your computer and bringing it across or recording it on your phone and then editing it on an app. <clears throat> That's not best practice. The, the, then what you'd want to do <clears throat> is once you've recorded it, you would then edit it in the app. So you would use the transitions. There are transitions available on TikTok. There are transitions available on Instagram for Reels. That would be you edit it. So you record it in app, you edit it in app. You would then add the, the titles and the sub like your titles and information, and also the subtitles, the captions, all of that stuff would be done in the app, not on a third party piece of software. Okay. From there, you would then um, write your captions and, any, and use any hashtags and any tagging features that are available. So for example, Instagram Reels has the tagging topics feature. So you want to use whatever features are available to you at that point. And then you want to link them as well. So Instagram to Facebook, they link. That's really good as well. That's best practice. When you share it, you, th you then also sorry would use music from the music library they provide you and you would under you would put that music on as backing music to your videos. 
So that would be the best practice of making content. <clears throat> and you would do this on every single app. So you'd make it on Instagram, then you would go and do the whole thing again on TikTok, and you'd go and do the whole thing again on YouTube Shorts, for example. Now, why is that the best practice? Let's explain why that is the best practice. Quite simply put, it's pretty pretty basic really is, it's all about metadata. It's all about this information that the that the, the platforms have about your content and the ability for them to get the best results. So that that platform can that platform knows more about that video if you make it in that place. So let's take Instagram. Say Instagram for example. Let's take TikTok. Let's take Instagram. So if I record that video in Instagram, then it gets the complete raw file because it is recording the information on its platform and then and saving it. So it's getting all the metadata from the backgrounds, from what it's seeing, all of the AI facial recognition, all that stuff is happening in the algorithm, which is great. It happens anyway, so it's pretty cool. So that, so it's doing that. That's not as important, but it's but it does mean that you've that it does work. So they're getting all that data. When you go to edit it, now it also has the editing data. So it has where you've edited it, why you've edited it, if it's so it can now understand what that video is about and will also have an idea of how you've edited it. As opposed to if you just upload a raw file, it doesn't know, it just knows that's a video. This one, it knows the information inside it. Where it gets quite powerful, though, <clears throat> is when you start using it for the captions and for adding titles. If you add captions using Instagram, Instagram is transcribing that video and then generating those captions onto your screen for you, meaning that its algorithm and its, its, its AI models have looked at it and gone, it's this is what you're saying. And then it's pumped it back out to you, which means that data of what you're saying is inside that metadata. It's inside that video. So straight away, that now that platform has more information about this video. Whereas if you upload this from a third-party app, let's say you use something like Captions, which is what I use Captions and I also use Descript. So I use Captions for mobile, Descript for desktop. Um, those, those software, that video is much harder for them to figure out what it's about because it's not you're not using the captions in the same way that that you're using pre-built captions that you've made and then put in the video afterwards. So it doesn't know if that's just text on the video or whether it's actual data. Whereas if you think if you're using Instagram, it has transcribed them for you. It knows exactly what you've said because it's given you a render in text form of what it thinks you've said. So it's more data for you. Same with adding titles to, to it. So if you're adding the title or text across the top, you are inputting text commands into the platform which you're uploading the video, more data. So it all comes down to data and indexing. So it allows it to index the video to, to come across as, um, well, yeah, come across as, as being um, something that's, well, yeah, it just indexes the video so it makes it easier for people to, to find and re meet the right people. Then from there, you then, if you add the sounds, as I said before, you use the sounds in that, in that um, platform, it now knows what the music is. So if let's say I use the song Paris um, on all my videos for the majority of my videos. And the reason is that Paris aligns with a lot of educational content. My videos are educational, marketing, similar bracket. And so it now gets the data of, okay, so I know what you're saying. I know what, how you've, I know how you've edited it. I know what you're saying. I know what your location is because I'm seeing it in the visuals. I can get the transcription of what you said, and that's all logged back in the back of it. And now you're using music that, that aligns with these type of creators. You effectively have given Instagram in this, in this scenario, but it's the same with TikTok. 
a lot more data, a lot more data than if you were to give it just a normal video upload and, and then and then leave it. Which is why, by the way, videos sometimes don't perform in that way. You can see this happen in, in, in TikTok quite quite obviously. And there's a great example if I go to my TikTok now. There's a bit on the screen and it'll say right at the top, there's a bit in the section that says find related content. And it says it on the top of the screen. Now, if you want to know if your videos are being indexed well or not, if you scroll through that, if it says find related content, TikTok's having trouble trying to index that into a search term. However, this one, which is a comp, which is one that I made all in app, says Instagram. So instead of saying it's a search Instagram, so it's given me, a, it's, it, it believes this is about Instagram, which it is. This one, can't work it out. Next one says mortgage advice. So it's working out now that these videos are the videos that perform higher than the ones that don't. And that's the reason the ones that don't have that stuff, if, if they don't have that, that indexing. The reason is that the that TikTok thinks it knows what that video is about. And the best chance of doing that is by following these best practices doing all those things, so doing everything in-house. Now, where does this become a problem? Why do I not recommend it? This is the best practice. It might not be the thing I recommend, and it isn't the thing I recommend. So why is this can be a problem is because it's bloody time-consuming, <laughs> first of all. So it's incredibly time-consuming and very hard to scale. Because if you've got to make that video on TikTok, then you've got to go ahead and do the exact same video on Instagram, then you've got to caption it, and it takes a lot of time. That's not a good thing to do, especially if you're looking to build an omnipresent brand. It can be a right pain in the ass. Um, and so it's not something I would I recommend. It's just more that people need to know about this stuff and you make the judgment call. So the clients I work with, we're looking at building omnipresent strategies and we're trying to look at creating a very consistent, cohesive brand image. And a lot of that stuff comes from using things off the platform to build something that's visually more pleasing and then consistent. So I use out third-party apps, and that's the decision. And it's a decision that you make to outweigh the potential more virality versus the ability to um, to to look and have a cohesive brand. So that's something you have to weigh up. It also comes down to the fact that these best practices will always change. They will always change. And our job is to measure those and go, okay, that works, that doesn't work. So, like for me, what I do is I I create all my content off platform i add all the subtitles and everything off platform i add the music on platform purely because um that doesn't take me too long but it means that i still have the raw video have the raw video off um off platform that i can then add to anywhere else and it's just got no music on it because the concern you have is if you make it on one and you do it all in one hat on one place you can't really um, in fact there's no way but without using like different third-party apps um that are illegal to get those videos off the platform and go to the next one. So for example, you shouldn't be uploading TikTok videos with TikTok logos to Instagram. That's really bad for your reach. It will not perform well over a long period of time and it just looks tacky. So you shouldn't do that. That's a real bad, bad practice. So, and, and then also you shouldn't download videos with music that you don't own the rights to and upload them to somewhere else. One of the ways with TikTok is, and, and Instagram and stuff, you can use the music in those platforms because they pay for the licenses, but they don't pay for the licenses for third-party distribution. So if you download a video, let's say I'm using the song Paris, I have to add that song Paris on the each individual app because 
that's the what the song in that specific one that I'm clicking, that's the one they've paid the license for, not the one that's embedded in my video if I download it. And they get you for this. It's quite clever. That's why TikTok will allow you to download them and post them because you're breaking terms and conditions of YouTube when you post that or, or TikTok or Instagram when you post that. And sure, that's not a big deal if you're doing it every now and then, but the goal for this is to build a brand that people actually want to see. And if the, if you start to generate something that's worth watching, it will become a big deal. <laughs> so don't, so don't fall down that trap. Now for this, today's episode, episode takeaway, what would I recommend for this altogether? I would say that when it comes to your, these Instagrams and TikTok reels and vertical videos, do what is the easiest for you. Find the, 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 the kind of meeting point, which is where is it simple and where is it like, so you want to do the bit that takes you the least amount of time for the best amount of results. So it sounds a bit silly. Now, obviously the most amount of time is going to give you the best results. Usually but you've got to find that meeting point, that middle point, which is like, I can do this every day and it not take up tons of my time versus the other way, which is, um, you know, versus like, I can't do this every day. This is really hard and really, really difficult that you want to find that sweet spot. And the best practices, then you draw from some of the best practices and if, and keep the ones you like and don't, and don't worry about ones that don't matter. People can still be very successful without best practices. They still very much can. And mortgage advisors, insurance advisors, they can generate a lot of income using not following the best practices if they follow it in a very clear, consistent and creative way. So it's absolutely fine, but it's just knowing which ones are good and bad. But just be aware of when people tell you what's good and bad, that these these are the options available to you. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 